Welcome to episode 85 of Locker Talk Live. It's our UIL State preview. Well, I guess you could say kind of preview. We are going to talk about the two 1A games, but by the time this comes out, one will have been finished and one will just be kicking off. Um, So we're recording this at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And of course, the first game kicks off here in less than two hours now but that's okay we'll still talk about it here because i think it is an intriguing matchup so before we do that jackson how are you doing man doing good uh you know it's the best time of the year you've got christmas coming up but uh it's state championship weekend it's uh, a lot of fun games are going to be on tv uh lots of lots of great matchups that we've got this year so very excited for the weekend and uh very excited for state championships to start today I don't know what you're talking about. Christmas has started officially. Um, so let's talk about a couple of these games. Let's talk about the two 1A games before we get, you know, just briefly real quick. Um, of course, like I said, this one will have been over by the time um, this episode comes out. But Benjamin taking on the rain, both teams in their first UIL state championship. Um, this is a this is the only rematch. This was a game that was played earlier in the regular season with Benjamin winning. Um, Benjamin has, uh, because in, in 6A, you can run rule someone basically if you, uh, the 45 point mercy rule, um, and Benjamin's, uh, mercy ruled every team except for Lorraine. They beat them 61 to 30. Um, Jackson does, um, does Benjamin get the win here? Yeah, I'm going to go with Benjamin. Uh, I, I think that you carry that momentum, uh, that you've had all year, You've already beat this team, so you already have an idea. It's a, like we always say, it's hard to beat a team twice, uh, but I think Benjamin can really get it done, and I, I'm excited for uh, for this matchup to watch it play out. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if you know Lorraine can learn from that game because even though it wasn't the 45-point mercy rule, it was still a very comfortable win for Benjamin. Let's see what happens there. Moving on, this game will be kicking off right when this episode goes live. That's Westbrook taking on Abbott. Abbott, Westbrook at thirteen and one. Um, Abbott at fourteen and zero. Both teams with one state championship apiece. Who do you got in this one, Jackson? Yeah, I'm going Abbott. I think Abbott stays undefeated. They complete the perfect season uh, and they get that state championship ring. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm in agreement, and I can't. I'm getting my buttons all wrong today. <laughs> I think I'm going with you there. I think Abbott gets the win there. I think, I think, uh, and the other one, um, I think I'm going to go with, um, just so it's on record, I'm going to go with Benjamin. So that's in one of the 2A now. Um, first game of the, uh, of the 2A, kind of a loving man, if you will. And we have Albany taking on Mart. Mart, of course, looking for its ninth state championship. Kind of uh, got a little upset last year when they lost in the, uh, the semis to Fall City, who we know fall, fell short in the, uh, in the state finals, um, and now they're taking on Albany at thirteen and two. I mean, both teams putting up monster numbers here. Um, what do you think on this one, Jackson? Yeah, I like the storyline. I I think Mark gets their ninth. Uh, that those are always the stories I like to see. Is uh, who who's going for their like dynasty here? Uh, so I'm going with Mark getting their ninth state title. Yeah, I mean, with Mark, you have junior quarterback uh, Jonah Ross. I mean, he's. He's done everything. He has a uh, thousand yards on the ground and twenty four hundred yards through the uh, through the air. So he's kind of the do it all quarterback, and I think Mart's going to lean on him heavily to uh, to get the to get the win there. I'm also picking Mart in this one. 
Although you have to, I think it's going to come down to the, the you know Albany's offensive line. Can they if they can get some type of push? I think that game can be a little closer than what people might think. Moving on to uh, Thursday morning at 11 a.m., Refurio taking on uh, Holly. 15 and 0 for Holly, 14 and 1 for Refurio. Um, this one's interesting to me because Refurio they've been in some close games in these uh, uh, in these playoffs. They they could have easily lost their last two games against Shiner and, and Timpson, but had really good fourth quarters to kind of put them over the edge there. Um, you know, really relying on. You know, like Ernest Ernest Campbell, the wide receiver. Uh, I mean, uh, he's one of their their kind of playmakers, if you will. Um, I, I, I mean, Refrigo going for state championship number six. Uh, Holly going for state championship number one. Who gets the edge here, Jackson? Uh, you know what? I'm picking Holly. Go get your state champion. I think they get it done. They get state championship number one. Uh, they get that storybook ending to their season, so I'm going to Holly. Yeah, running back uh, Austin um, Compton, I think he can be the difference in that one. I think I'm going to go with Refurio. I think, uh, you know, the last few years, China has gotten in. I think Refurio is like, hey, you know, uh, let's get it back to the winning ways for Refurio. So I'm going to go ahead and pick pick, uh, pick Refurio on this one. Moving on to 3AD. Um, DJ, and this is this is probably the part in my kind of picking process where it might get a little uh, a little homery, but that's okay. You know that happens sometimes. You you root for certain teams sometimes. Got both taking on Gunter. Gunter at fourteen zero, both at fourteen and one with their lone loss coming to Shiner on that um, two point conversion from Dalton Brooks. Uh, second state title appearance for both first time since nineteen sixty eight. And we know Gunner, you know, they've been in it the last few years. Um, lost last year, if I'm not mistaken, um, if I have my my numbers right in my head. Um, what do you who are you picking on this one, Jackson? Well, first off, I believe this was my state championship game that I had picked right. So I'm gonna go with if I remember correctly, I think I picked Gunter. I liked watching them last year in the state game because they made state last year and won. Correct, Josh? No, actually, that, that they they lost. That's what it was. They lost to Franklin last year. Yes. Okay. I liked Gunter last year. Uh, they had to play a really tough Franklin team. I think that this year they get it done. They beat Poth, and Gunter gets the state championship. Yeah, I'm going to pick Poth in this one because it's like half my family grew up there. So I have a little bit of uh, of history with Poth. So, you know, Coach Luna has been kind of building up this team. They've always kind of been around the cusp, and they finally get all the way there, uh, leaning on senior uh, quarterback and senior running back, uh, Zane uh, uh, Robbie and Matthew uh, Bunn. I mean, they absolutely have dominated all suit, all season. Uh, they've combined for over 62 touchdowns. Um, they put, you know, put up ridiculous numbers last week in their win um, against Harmony. Um but I think Gunner is the favorite in this one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have running back Ethan Sloan, who's probably just going to be a tear. I think it's really going to come down to the to the to the front. Um, can post defense make the stops when it matters? I mean, they did it against Tidehaven, twelve to six. Um, they're going to have to do it again against this Gunner defense. And I think it's possible. I mean, I mean, Gunner was in a battle against Canadian last week, twenty-one twenty. So it is possible, but I think Post's going to have to play probably their perfect game in order to win this one. But I'm still going to pick Post because you know, you know, I'm a hometown favorite type of thing. Moving on, we mentioned Franklin. Moving on to three A D two, we have 
Brock taking on Franklin. Brock, you look at their record, like, how are they in it at 11 and 4? But then you look at their games and their early non district schedule was tough. I mean, they put they set themselves up for success. I mean, they played Wimberley um, close, and Wimberley's in, in the state championship in 4A. So uh, Franklin moved up to 3A D1 after last year's victory in 3A D2 during the realignment period. Now they're looking for state championship number two, trying to go back-to-back, of course, on the legs of great running back uh, Bryson Washington. Jackson, who's winning this one? Yeah, I'm going Franklin. I think Franklin's too much. Uh, I remember – Watching them uh, last year in the watch along, uh, I, there's something about this Franklin team I really like. They they really like to run the ball. Uh, Bryson Washington is really going to help. I feel like in this state game, so I'm picking uh, Franklin to go back to back. Yeah, I mean this team is on a ridiculous winning sh- uh, streak. They've won 43 of their last 44 games. Um, lone loss coming to Canadian in the state title game. Um, so it's Franklin's been great. And like I said, they, they've utilized, uh, Bryson Washington during that time. Uh, uh, you know, Brock, I think Brock's early, you know, season schedule helps them, but I think Franklin is just kind of on another level right now. So I am going to pick Franklin as well to, to take home this one. Uh, then we go to the night game, um, uh, on, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The Friday morning game, excuse me. Um, at 11 a.m., you have Carthage coming in at 15 and 0. You have Wembley coming in at 15 and 0. Battle of the Unbeaten's. Is this our battle, first battle of the Unbeaten's? I think it is. Let me let me double check here real quick. It might just be the first. No, no. Wait, let's see. It might be. Yes, the first battle of the Unbeaten's takes place Friday at 11 a.m. Carthage taking on Wembley. Uh, Wembley going for state championship number three. Carthage going for state championship number nine. And um, they've won, I think, uh, as of right now, they have eight. They've won seven of those since, I think, 2009 or something like that. So they've been on a tear this last decade or so. I mean, you know, we kind of forget about Carthage and how great they are um, because, you know, the last, I think, year or so, they, they you know, they gotten bounced in the playoffs. Um, you know, Wimberley is kind of looked at as the kind of Cinderella, in, I think, in this one because no one really picked them last week either. Um, and they, and they, you know, got the win over Cuero. I like what I saw with this Wimberley squad, Jackson, but what do you think in this one? Yeah, you know, Carthage won in the 2020-2021 season. Uh, they lost. Uh, they didn't make it last year. I think that they're able to go get that ninth. Uh, they, I, I always like a blue blood type of program going for uh, another, uh, trying to reach another milestone in their program. So, I like Carthage in this game, but I think Wimberley, uh, based off of the team that they beat in Quero yes or last week, I think that this is going to be a really close game. Yeah, you know, I did a podcast for one of our uh, Viper Live play by plays. He has his own podcast, and I jumped on to talk about the state games, and I picked Carthage um, in that one on Sunday. I think I'm going to change my mind here. So here's the thing: I mean, if you had told me before last week that. Who was I picking between these two? I probably would pick Carthage, but you know Carthage got a little lucky against Glen Rose last week in their win, and, and Wimberley, uh, you know, after a slow start, their defense came up with some clutch stops against Quero. Uh, I think it was three turnovers in the second half uh, to really um, help their their win last week because they were down at one point in that game 30, 30 to eighteen, and then ended up winning forty two thirty six. Um, I think it's gonna you know we, you know this is a team that you know they had a little quarterback controversy because their quarterback cash McCollum, who we'll talk about here in a minute, he went over to China spring transferred. And so they had to, um, 
you know, Cody Stover had to come in and really a couple weeks before the season had to jump in. And he's only getting better as the season's gone on. I mean, he's thrown for over 2,300 yards, rushed for over 1,100 yards, scoring fifty over 50 touchdowns. I mean, he's been doing it all. And then when they really needed a running game last week, uh, senior running back Johnny Ball came up huge for the Texans. Uh, I think he rushed for around 180 yards in, in that contest to help them along. So um, I think if their defense can play the way it played against Cuero, make some key stops, give their offense the ball, I think that's going to help them out. I'm going to pick... Wimberly in this one again maybe a little hometown a little homer homer pick but that's okay moving on to 4a d1 3 p.m friday china spring taking on bernie we mentioned cash mccollum there you go bernie in their first state title game ever but i think that the favorites in this one i mean this team has looked dominant all year um you know you look at the speed of chapel hill last week and and you know Bernie absolutely, you know, um, just their defense actually shut them down uh, and created turnovers when they need to. I think they had like something like five turnovers and China, uh, uh, Chapel Hill got into the red zone. I think it was like four times and came up with zero points. I mean, that's huge right now. Their offensive line is, is, is going to be the key in this one. I think they're they're a, a, a huge bunch. They're a confident bunch. And if they can open up the passing and run game for Bernie, I think Bernie comes away with it. Um, Jackson, what do you think? Yeah, it's harder to pick against the team that's going for their first one. Always love to see that. Um, but China Springs won the state championship last year. Their only loss came early in the season, preseason, to a parish Episcopal team who is a private school team, plays in taps. But they're no joke. That that parish Episcopal team beat uh, Alito as well and took on some other top competition in UIL. So. I'm not going to knock China Springs for that loss. But I think after you lose a game like that, you, you get a little hungry. You, you want it a little bit more. Uh, as much as I'd like to see Bernie go for their first, I think China Springs is going to go back-to-back. Interesting pick. Interesting pick. I think for me the key to the game is going to be the the bro- brother-to-brother connection. I've been talking about them all year long. Jackson and, and, and Braden uh, uh, Bays. Uh, I mean, quarterback Jackson Bays, he's only a sophomore. He's been crazy good this year, and he's had his his brother as his leading receiver. So you got to love that. So I'm going for Bernie here. And this one isn't a hometown pick. I just think Bernie is that good. Um, so Bernie for me um, as, as, as we move on to 5A. And this is probably going to be – the most packed game of the bunch, and you think six A is going to be most packed? Nope, it's going to be it's going to be five A Division two Friday night, and especially the timing, right? Friday night, it's not during the day, so people aren't going to have to be at work. Seven p.m. Port Nichols Grove, South Oak Cliff, yeah, South Oak Cliff, who we know, who made that great run last year, run won their first state championship, taking on Port Nichols Grove. They have three; they're going for number four, and we know the Port Nichols Grove's crowd will show up. We know South Oak Cliff will show up. If this isn't a uh, state attendance record, it's probably going to be pretty dang close. Uh, South Oak Cliff, you know, had a little bit of a slow start where I think they figured some things out. But even with that, their defense has been dominant all year. I mean, they they lost to Duncanville, and I think they only gave up 20-something points to Duncanville. And we know Duncanville is in the D1 state championship. So this is a good defense, and this is coming. We got Pornicious Gross, who's really found their rhythm since their district loss to Fort Ben Marshall. It feels like after that loss, they've finally started to find things. Things started to kind of fit in a place for them, um, and they've kind of been dominant ever since. I mean, you have their uh, you have their running back Isaiah Isaiah Win, 
I mean, he had over 180 yards on the ground against Liberty Hill. And then, you know, senior quarterback Cole Crippen, I mean, he's been very good. Now he gets to go up against one of the best, um, you know, uh, secondaries in, in, you know, Texas high school football. I know this is a Houston team, so are you leaning towards Houston or does South Oak Cliff um, get that second uh, state championship going back-to-back, Jackson? You know, this P&G team has beaten some really good teams the past two weeks. They beat Fort Bend Marshall uh, to move into the semifinal matchup, and then uh, last week they beat – jeez, why can't I think of Liberty the Hill. Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill, thank you. They beat a banged-up Liberty Hill team last week, uh, but they did it in a very dominant fashion. What, whether you want to say, oh, Liberty Hill is out there running this or not, um, that's a team that had plenty of kids coming back from last year, uh, and they just kind of manhandled them the entire game. And then on offense, they were just doing their thing. So uh, well, I'm going to have to pick PNG. I think PNG gets it done. Uh, you know that entire community is going to be in Dallas. That place is going to be rocking. Uh, and then on the South Oak Cliff side, it's going to be rocking as well. I think this is going to be a really good atmosphere for a state championship game. I think it's going to be a close game, but it comes down to PNG winning and Gary Joseph's son wins his first state title. Yeah, if you would have told me Coach Joseph was going to be in the state title game, you would have probably thought we were talking about Katie, but – um, we'll get to that game, you know, what happened to them here in a minute, but, um, you know, I think I'm gonna go, I think I'm gonna go South Oak Cliff in this one, you know, I think you, th- this is gonna be, obviously I think the key to the game is P- Port Nisha's Grove is gonna have to do what they did last week against Liberty Hill and that stop the run, that's, that's South Oak Cliff's bread and butter, they really haven't had a consistent pa- passing game just because of, you know, um, they've been trying to figure that out all year, but, you know, the difference between last week's game and this week's game is, is like you said, Liberty Hill was missing their two best rushers in that game, really puts them in a bind. Not only are they one-dimensional already with the slot T, and I, I say one-dimensional, but the slot T isn't one-dimensional by any means. But, you know, when you can stop the run as effectively as they did without their two best rushers, that really puts Liberty Hill by the time to change. They weren't able to really kind of do anything. You know, South Oak Cliff isn't going to be without their two best rushers. So you're going to have that to deal with. And again, you have Malik Muhammad in the defense. You know, you're playing a very a more talented defense than you were last week against Liberty Hill. No offense to Liberty Hill whatsoever. But, there, you know, you look at, you know, uh, you know defensive back Malik Muhammad, the Longhorn commit, being back there leading that bunch. So, Jackson, I know you had something to say. What you got? Yeah, I, I think that it it's really going to come down to P&G scoring points because, uh, like you had kind of said, even though the South Oak Cliff team isn't one-dimensional, uh, they have been kind of the past couple weeks. Uh, they haven't been able to put up a ton of points, and uh, they've been leaning on cornerback and A&M commit Javon Thomas to move into the running back position where he's kind of taken over that role and kind of burst on the scene as their kind of leading rusher. So um, it's going to re- be really interesting if South Oak Cliff can't do anything with the passing game and, they're able, and they have to just lean on the run. Because uh, if PNG gets a couple stops to get a couple points, the game might run away from them really quickly. Next game, Saturday, 11 a.m., Alito taking on College Station. You know, I think going into this, a lot of people had Longview kind of locked into this state championship uh, um, game, and it almost seemed like it was happening. Uh, Longview was up 14-3 heading into halftime. 
but then they don't score another point in the second half, and Alito gets uh, beats them 17-14. That was with a crazy game where with 55 seconds left, they go into like an hour-long lightning delay. Crazy. And they're on College Station side. Before the season even starts, they lose Marquise Collins to uh, to an injury for the season. And you're like, well, okay, well, there goes their best rusher. That's, you know, probably not going to do anything. And although they lost a couple of games, you know, they rolled into the into the into the playoffs. They got revenge over one of their losses in Georgetown. And now they head into the state championship game trying to get their second state championship. Their first state championship win came against Alito. And of course we know Alito going for state championship number eleven. Crazy to think that's how many state championships they've won. Um, you know, um what what do you think on this one? Does does College Station kind of continue its magical run and get state championship number two, Jackson? Ooh, this one is a tough one. I'm going to have to say I think Alita goes for 11 and they win it. Um, they beat a really good, really good Longview team who I feel like a lot of people coming in when they saw the brackets coming out, a lot of people would have said, okay, this is Longview state title or a state title game to lose. Uh, I think that, that I think it's going to come down to that. I think that Alita is just going to be – they have the experience. Uh, they've had – their coaching staff has been in this game multiple times before. So I think it's going to be Alito winning their 11. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on this one. I mean, I think Alito is just going to be too much on the offensive side. You know, um, you know, got Haas, uh, Haney. Uh, he's really going for this, uh, for this, uh, you know, Alito offense. Um, I mean, I don't know. You look at what they did to Longview, and that just makes me feel like if they can do that to Longview, they can do that to, to anyone and, and really win it all. Um, yeah, <laughs> give me a lead on this one. Unfortunately, College Station going to get there for a second year. I think going to come up just short again. But you never know. I mean, we didn't. A lot of us didn't think they'd get this far after losing Marquise Collins. So I think I think they're definitely in the in in it. Um, but we'll see what happens. Moving on to the middle game on Saturday at 3 p.m. DeSoto taking on Vandergrift. Um, DeSoto um, getting their um, with their 47-28 win over Denton Geyer. Very impressive win. I mean, I thought a lot of people thought Denton Geyer this was their year. And then Vandergrift, I mean, you, I don't think anybody outside of this area had them had him picked to beat Katie. Um, and then they just go down and just play toe-to-toe with Katie the whole game. They did a good job of containing Seth Davis. Uh, Seth Davis, of course, he got his. You knew it was going to happen, but they but they did a good job containing him for the most part. And then their offense was on was in tune. They, they're mainly a passing team, in my opinion, but they have that running game that they rely on all season. It's done good, and they stepped it up to, a, to an even uh, higher degree. Um, this past week um, and utilize that running game to some, some success. Use some trickery with their wide receiver uh, star, Miles Coleman, who had two touchdown passes in the game on, on a trick play. You don't usually say the same trick play worked twice, but it did. Um, and then they kicked the game-winning field goal. And, and so uh, Vandergrift heads into their first state championship. DeSoto looking for state title number two, winning their first one in 2016. Um, is Jonte Cook and the DeSoto Eagles too much for um, Vandergrift Jackson? I'm going to go yes. Uh, I, I think that last week's game uh, is – I think that if you are Vandegrift, hopefully that you've already moved on from the celebrating of last week's game. You're in the state game for the first time ever. Like, 
that's very exciting looking to get title number one. Um, all that being said, DeSoto's on the other side, and they win last week, and they're like, all right, I'm ready for this ring. I'm ready for number two. Who's up? So I think that it's going to be DeSoto, Jonte Cook. You've got Trey Wisner. You've got Bailey, the quarterback, all have been on point uh, the, this playoff season. I mean, you saw what they did to a really, really good Den Geyer team that, I mean, you and I, I believe, had picked to win state this year. Uh, so I, I'm going to Soto, uh, and I think that it'll be close in the first half, but I think that it'll run away in the second half for him. I don't know. I mean, we look at Vandergrift, and, and I think I think both these teams are going to the, in the game with the same mindset because even though DeSoto does have that state championship, none of these kids – these kids were in, in junior high uh, when they last won it. So they're both getting to taste for a state for the, for the first time. Um it's going to be down to which offense I think can score the, the the most points, which you know that's kind of cliche to say, but um, you know Brandon Buchanan and Miles Coleman on Vandergrift are no joke. I mean, this is a team that um, you know they defeated Jipping Springs when they needed to, and Jipping Springs was, was another favorite to potentially get the state, um, and their defense has come up huge. I mean, uh, like, like we talked about heading into the state semifinal, this they stopped the nineteen play drive on fourth and goal against Jipping Springs to win that game. And then when they needed to the most, they made some key stops against Katie um, to give their, their team a chance to go down and kick that game-winning field goal. Uh, I think the offense is going to get theirs. I think I think uh, uh, Coach Mauser, the offensive coordinator for uh, for Vandergrift, is going to have, have this team ready. Now, the only th- key difference between last week and this week for Vandergrift is last week you really just had to worry about Seth Davis. That's the guy you had to worry about. This time you, you have to worry about Jonte Cook and you have to worry about you know Trey Wisner. You have to worry about their quarterback, Darius Bailey. Um, so there's more offensive weapons on the Soto side, which gives me a little pause. I'm going to go with the Cinderella here. I'm going to go with Vandergrift. Um, this one is a little bit of a homer pick, but you know what? I've seen them play. Um, you know They've kind of proved doubters wrong all season, so why not one more time? I'm going to go Vandergrift in this one, <laughs> though this one I could easily see DeSoto winning. Um, so finally, our last game of the day, part four at 7 p.m. on Saturday, Duncanville versus North Shore. Of course, we know North Shore is 3-0 and against Duncanville in the state title games. Uh, and, of course, we also know that there are really three different kinds of victories, right? You had the, the Hail Mary in the first one. You had a, a, a banged-up Duncanville team without their starting quarterback in the second one. And then I think last last year's was kind of the most evenly matched, and North Shore pulled away in the fourth quarter. I think that one was like an 11-point win or something like that, somewhere around those. I forget the final score. but around uh, yeah. yeah, it was around there. Um, and so um, Nor- North Shore going in a perfect 5-for-5 five five in state title games, trying to go 6-for-6, six six, and then um, Duncanville trying to win their second um, state championship. Um, for me, I think the biggest question is is Duncanville's offense. I feel like, uh, well, besides that and just North Shore, you know, you wonder is North Shore in their head at this point? And you would say no, but I think more so maybe in the kids' heads than the, than the coaches. Um, you, you would, I would say no, though. I think this one's going to come down to can Duncanville's offense put up the points it needs. There's, there's been times this season where you see Duncanville's offense getting off to kind of slow starts before they kind of pull ahead in the second half. I think their defenses should keep them in this game. I think Duncanville's defense is faster than Westlake's defense was. I mean, you saw that speed kill Westlake last week uh, against North Shore. I think Duncanville's defense is 
faster than Westlake's was. So I don't think that speed's going to be too much of a problem. And then, of course, I know you're going to talk about him. You know, you're going to have to stop touchdown Dave, of course, um, the UTSA commit. You're going to have to stop him if you want to. If you want a chance to win, this is a one-dimensional team. They don't want to pass it if they don't have to. So if you can stop the run game against North Shore, that's going to be key to Duncanville winning this game but of course that's easier said than done because we've been saying that all year all you have to do once Caleb Bailey went down anyways if you stop the running game you're going to win this game and no one's really been able to do it Tuskegee got close the second the first time they did it but then the second time they got blown out so uh Jackson I know you I think I know who you're picking but let me hear it and why yeah uh I'm picking North Shore and uh but granted I've seen both these teams play this year so I think it's going to be close. I think that for on the Duncanville side, you're going to see them lean on Caden Durham, their star running back. Uh, he's really been going off the past couple of weeks, having over 200 rushing yards, I believe, the past three games uh, in the playoffs, which is pretty impressive. Uh, he's a really talented back, really talented junior. Uh, he's very hungry for this game. Then on, then you got wide receiver Decorin Moore, who's made a ton of plays down the field. He's the deep play threat that you got to watch out for. Uh, so that matchup against that North Shore secondary, who we're calling the East Side Island Boys, um, I'm very excited to see that matchup of the Duncanville offense versus uh, that North Shore defense that has just been too good all year. And then on the flip side, I mean, like you said, it's Touchdown Dave and it's Rashad Johnson, DeAndre Hardman. It's that rushing attack, that three-headed monster. Are you going to be able to stop it? Because it's going to come at you, and they're going to keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. And if you can't stop it, uh, you're going to see a lot of a lot of touchdowns, and you're going to hear that North Shore band playing and that crowd uh, yelling East Side all day long. So I think that North Shore is going to win this game. I think it's going to come off of David Amador's uh, play at quarterback. Uh, though he mainly kind of runs the ball, the kid can pass the ball. He's had some really good games passing the ball this year uh, where he's able to get his guys open in space. Uh, so I think that's what it's going to come down to. And also it's going to come down to can that North Shore offense line block this Duncanville defense line that's got number one player in the country in the class of 2024, Colin Simmons. Are they going to be able to contain him and keep him uh, from getting that backfield they were able to do it last week against Colton Vosick. Can they do it this week against Colin Simmons? Yeah, but I think the key difference in that one is I think um, Duncanville's front is probably a little more stacked than Westlake's was where you just have to really worry about Colton. But we'll see. It, it definitely helps when you're a run-first team against the, you know that kind of you know probably a team, especially in Colton's case, where he probably likes to just pin his ears back and go. But I think I'm gonna go. Like I said, I'm gonna go Duncanville, but uh, North Shore could easily win this one if you're asking me. So, um, lots of good games across the board. Jackson can't wait to see how they all shake up. Um, hopefully, you know, bring some tiles down to our hometowns. You know, Shana's as well. Hopefully, everyone gets a little bit of love. It's gonna be some good games, man. Like I said, I'm most excited to see the crowd on, on that Friday night game for sure. But let's get out of here, man. Who are you shouting out today before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to shout out my brothers, uh, or actually, I'm going to shout out my one brother, who will be graduating on Friday uh, from Texas A&M, so congratulations, Mason, very excited for you, very proud of you, uh, very excited to see where you go after graduation, um, but shout out to you, Mason. I am going to shout out um, just all the fans this weekend that are going to get to go to AT&T Stadium and cheer on their teams, or just you know, fans of Texas high school football just going to watch the game. 
It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be electric. If you've never been to a state championship game before, you need to go. I mean, I was on the field for North Shore versus Duncanville Part One. Um, you know, the greatest football game I've ever seen in person. Although last week's game between Vandergriff and Katie was was you know right up there as as one was such a great game. But uh, you know, get your stuff to AT and T Stadium if you can. Um, you know, they sell a ticket that can get you in all day, and and it's worth it to be there and watch all three games. So, um, have fun. Good luck to all the teams out there. And we'll be back next week to talk about it. We'll break it all down, talk about which teams won, which teams lost, and, and kind of what that all means. So until next week, I'm Wack, and that's Jackson, and we'll see you at the games.